Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Hi, friends, and thanks for listening to The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas, where you can sell, shop, and look fabulous. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson, and today we welcome into the studio Elizabeth, and we're calling you Liz today, Valdez, and she is a Navy veteran. Thank you. An innovative thinker and leader who intentionally creates opportunities and finds a way to serve her community. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, we we chatted before this and and you just are so vibrant and bubbly and just you get a really good vibe. Thank you. When when I you know, I met you for the first time and I'm like I have really good feels. This is awesome. This is great. That's awesome. So, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a mom of two, 9-year-old and a 6-year-old. Um, I've been married for 18 years. My husband and I are Navy veterans. And I have a bachelor's degree in interior design, which I don't even use in my own home. <laughs> um, and uh, my husband and I have had a chauffeur company, Airport Transportation, for 13 years. And I recently started a taco tour. Wow. Taco tour. Oh, I like tacos, but, you know, I like the normal. Yes. Well, <laughs> <Not> the- <laughs> this is an authentic, so. Yes. So not going to get that. Not going to get crunchy ground beef tacos, no. <laughs> Wah, wah. Oh, there, I'm so there sorry. it goes. It's okay. I need to open myself up anyway. So, so you have the transportation business and the the taco business. What was the driving force for you to to start that business? Did you do something else before and you realized I didn't want to do it? Or what what brought you to that business? So, as I mentioned, our chauffeur business. I've been working with my husband in for for the last 13 years, raising our children, you know, juggling all the things mm-hmm. that moms and wives juggle. And while I enjoy speaking with new people that are coming to Southwest Florida for the first time, I still felt like a stuffed shirt in <laughs> in the chauffeur seat. Mm-hmm. And I don't get to use my personality entertaining my gift of hospitality as a chauffeur the same way that I would in a tour business. So mm-hmm. that's that was a big part of the reason. Wow. So do you do these tours like every week or is it during season? It, I've done up to five or six in a week. Wow. That's a lot actually. It's a lot of tacos. <laughs> do you eat at each one of those? I try not to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would just, but I know you said that when you go, it's only one little thing here and one little thing here so that they're not just onboarding all their food at the beginning of the trip. Right. Right. It, I do. I pace them a bit. The first stop, we have kind of an appetizer and a margarita. The second stop, we have a taco. They get to experience a market. Mm -hmm. The third stop, we kind of roll the red carpet out for the food because it's our last actual food stop. And so we do have quite a bit of food at the third stop, more drinks, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth stop is dessert. Wow. I like dessert. Me too. But what kind of dessert at a Mexican restaurant? All I can think of is fried fried ice cream. That's what everybody goes to in their thoughts immediately. We do we do have ice cream, but it's not fried. It's actually handmade, lots and lots of different flavors to choose from oh, wow. in an actual Mexican ice cream store. 
Really? Mm-hmm. There's a Mexican ice cream store? Yes. The, the owners actually have three of them and a food truck. They're very popular. Oh my gosh. Who knew? I didn't know that. Yep. But see, you learn something new every day, don't you? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people talk about the why. Okay. Why, why I did this, why I did that. It, it kind of defines your life, right? It takes you in that direction and, and you have a why in your life. You have a why in your business and you're kind of re- reversing your reverse engineering, right? Your life or where you want to go. Like start with the end in mind. Where do I want to be? How did you get to your why for starting your businesses? I would say my husband's culture is a huge part of my why. I I grew up in a family that was not culturally aware pretty much of anything, but my grandmother taught collegiate level Spanish. Oh my and gosh. She traveled to Do South America. Do you know Ameri- Spanish? Very I know enough to order tacos. She, <laughs> yeah. That's really all I need. Um she traveled to South America, Central America, Spain with her students. And so as a kid, she she did teach me some some things in oh. Spanish. And as I got older and and I I was just always drawn to Spanish food, Spanish culture. Mm-hmm. My husband is Honduran. And so now my children are all, I'm just surrounded by Spanish culture and food and everything. So that's a huge part of it for me because I really believe that we have, especially in Southwest Florida, we have so many ethnic ethnic food options here. Mm-hmm. If you want pizza, we're not going to have that conversation because there's so <laughs> many pizza places here. Right. But I'm just I'm just saying you can get Indian, you can get German, you can mm-hmm. get French. But where are the authentic Mexican, Hispanic mm-hmm. places? They're not. They're off the beaten path. Right. They're underserved here. Mm-hmm. People don't know where to find them, and so. I only know of one. Yeah. And there's dozens, mm -hmm. there's dozens of them and people don't know where to find them. And it was a common thread I was seeing in different Facebook groups and chats online. People are like, there's no good Mexican in Naples. I'm like, this is a hole I can fill in the market. Right. Because they're thinking of the, you know, the Americanized versions perhaps. That are available. Right. Yes. Not the authentic. Exactly. Because there is a big difference. Yes, there is. I do know because I remember going to the one that I know and I'm like, right. Hmm. Mm. It's, I mean, it's kind <laughs> of like American. I mean, we could talk about American burgers. There's a difference between McDonald's Absolutely. and like Brooks Burgers. Absolutely. It's the same thing in mm-hmm. all ethnic foods. Yeah. So you filled a hole. I did. I saw an opportunity to fill a hole. This was something that was exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I can be a bridge between the tourists, the snowbirds, even the locals who don't know where to find these things. And I can take them and show them, okay, this is what the other side of Naples looks mm-hmm. like this is the culture and this is the amazing food opportunity right. that we have here. And you found an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's so such a big part of being an entrepreneur. It is. It There's so many opportunities out there, but you have to have... I, there was another book that I read. <laughs> talking about books today. There was another book that I read about... Uh, it was something about a reticular system in your brain that like when you buy a car... Yes. Then you see everybody with that car. And before you never saw that car before. And I think it was One More is the name of the book. One More by Ed Millett. And he talked about that. And that's kind of that whole concept is once you see an opportunity, your brain as an entrepreneur is kind of tied into that. Mm-hmm. And so when you see an opportunity, you go for it. Yes. Or you go, oh. It turns into a blooming onion. It, it does. really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find yourself 
seeing other spots and going, oh my gosh, there's an area that's underserved or there's an area that has a hole. I want to do that. I want to do th- trying to do too many things. Of course. I've been type A. Yes, I'm type A and I've been gifted with the entrepreneurial virus. So I love it. The entrepreneurial virus. Ah, so that's what we all have. Yes. (laughs) I love it. That's really what it is. So yes. And I have to scale myself back and and say, is this this really beneficial to what my goals are and what I want to accomplish? If it is, then who am I going to be helping by, Mm -hmm. by moving in that direction? So there's there's a chain of questioning you've got to go down. Absolutely. That's great advice. Is your closet overflowing? Or maybe your kids' closets are as well. Or maybe you want to redecorate your home. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or even ship it to them for free and they'll sell your unwanted items for you. They take away all the hassle by doing all the work and all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com, come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram, and that's truefashionistas.com. So we are back again with Liz Valdez, and we are talking all things entrepreneurial, (laughs) try to say that more than once, and the great businesses that you've created and you're giving back to the community, all of that. Wonderful. Thank you. It's wonderful. So do you have any tips, since you're an entrepreneur yourself, that to people that want to start a business, what, what do you have some tips for them? Sure. I sure do. Um, the first thing I would say to someone who's wanting to start a business is take yourself out of it and start with your customer. Who is it you want to serve and why do you want to serve them? Because if you can't answer that question, you don't have a business. Okay. They are the ones that have to be taken into consideration first. Second thing would be learn how to market yourself. You don't go into business to like just say sell cheeseburgers. You go into business and you have to market who you are because you are going to be the one who is selling your brand, your service, your product, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So learn how to market yourself. The third thing I would say would be decisive, but also adaptable. Oh, I like that. If you are... If, if you are decisive, but you can't adapt, then you're setting yourself up for failure. But if you never can make a decision, then you'll never progress either. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance between the two that has to be reached. The fourth thing would be study your competition. Reach out to them. Don't be even afraid to ask questions of them directly about how they started, what would they do differently, et cetera. Not just because they're your competition mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're your enemy. So stu- right. study them. Um, And then I would say, give yourself time to fail. Many Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs get going. They may have momentum at the beginning and then things taper off and they think, oh, well, I'm done. Mm -hmm. It's a learning process. You don't just start and boom, you're there. Give yourself time to fail. And that may be years. I love that. I want to go back to your be decisive and adaptable Mm -hmm. because I have to imagine over COVID, you know, I hate the word pivot, but adaptable. I like that. I'm guessing you had to do a lot of adapting during that period. And, and did that change anything about what you're doing now? We did. Uh, at the time, I I did not have the taco tour. We were strictly chauffeuring. And so our business came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And when I, I mean, it was backwards if at best. Mm-hmm. Someone had turned off that faucet. That's yeah. right. There was nobody traveling in or out of the area. So our business was was dead like many of the others here. Mm-hmm. And 
So yes, we absolutely did have to go out and seek airline contracts for the stewards that were flying into town but needed to be moved from one major airport to another. Things like that we had to think outside the box. How can we find another hole to fill? How can mm-hmm. we fill another need until our market is back on track again? How did you come about that? Like, how did you, what was the thought process? Because I know how I was because we took a hit too. Mm-hmm. It, you know, retail, that was not easy. Mm-hmm. And you could sit and wallow over it or you got off and, you know, got off the chair and did something. Right. I think it, it goes back to another one of my tips, which is studying your competition. That's not something you do one time. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing study of your competition. And so if you see someone else has a great idea that's working for them, or maybe it's not working for them, it could mm-hmm. still work for you. And so knowing what's going on, what other players are doing in your industry can really help you to be adaptable. And I, I liked what you said also, study your competition, but know that they're not like your enemy. Right. I think that's one that a lot of people don't understand or don't always get right away. They're not your enemy, but they could be somebody that is a good ally with you. Sure. Meaning you have to, oh, I can't do this, but they can do this. Yes. That you can help each other out. But a lot of people sometimes go, oh my gosh, that old way of thinking, right? I guess, yes. gets in the way and they go, oh, well, they're my enemy because they are in direct competition. Right. But in fact, they could help you and you could help them. Exactly. Yes. There's opportunity for that. I think across the board in any industry, for the limo industry in particular, as an example, we have many affiliates that we work with. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll get double or triple booked at a time. We can't get the cars there. We can't have the driver there on time. So we'll actually offer it to someone who's not part of our company Mm -hmm. and they have the time opening and so they can move forward and do that job for us. And we don't have to worry about them trying to steal our client or deal with us badly because at some point that's going to happen to them and they're going to need the same thing in return. And so it's a fair mm-hmm. give and take situation. And and it's it just helps everybody out. It does. It it makes us look good. It makes uh, our customer happy mm-hmm. and the affiliate is getting paid for something that they normally wouldn't. Right. So it works out great for everyone. That's awesome. So I'm going to ask, <laughs> I'm going to ask, do you have any uh, two books or maybe even two podcasts, whatever it is that you, however you consume your your media, whether it's books or podcasts, would you suggest sure. would be good books for our listeners? I'm a book person because I like to write things down. And we so, were just talking about yeah. that, how we love our pen and paper. Yes. So book, what is a book? Well, it's someone else's words, but the margins are also a notebook. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would say the first one for me is called Traction, How Any Startup Can Achieve Explosive Growth. And I don't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but you can search it. Um, it's on Amazon for sure. Okay. But the author is actually the founder of DuckDuckGo, oh. the internet search mm-hmm. engine. And they they have put together a framework in this book that they call Bullseye that can help the reader find their own explosive traction channel. Oh, wow. And I know that sounds really crazy and uh, complicated, but basically... Let's just use your podcast as an mm-hmm. example. This is a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Your marketing tool for your business is not the same as everyone else's. So you need to find the one traction channel, the one marketing tool that is going to take your business to the next level, the next growth stage. 
And so they have a system in this book where you can go through and figure out what that is. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. And I'll put these all in the show notes so that if somebody wants to purchase one, sure, it's in there. Yeah. Um, And then the second book would be Focal Point by Brian Tracy. He is a favorite of mine because he simplifies everything. It's a fairly quick read, but it's one that you'll want to do repeatedly. And he talks about how the true the secret of uh, true secret of high achievers is that they know exactly what to focus on to get them to the next level. And they put all of their attention and effort and energy into that instead of spreading themselves out thin to try to cover a bunch of different mm-hmm. aspects of whatever they're doing, their business, et cetera. So he brings together, you know, basically personal management that can help on every level. I like that because I know as an entrepreneur, I don't always know. It's it's basically focus on what you're good at and what is going to best serve the company mm-hmm. as well. It's not just about you, but what's going to best serve your company. Right. And you forget that yes. because there's so many hats that we wear and so many balls that we're juggling as a business owner. Right. And sometimes we're trying to make something happen in a category and our inability or our lack of skill in that area is actually the thing that's holding us back. Mm-hmm. Where if we would just hire that out, we would outsource it, that would be taken off of our our mind and mm-hmm. we wouldn't be worrying about it, which that's taking energy away from your right. focus. A wise person once told me, always hire for who you are not. Mm, that's good. It was very good because, you know, I, I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. And I don't need to be in that lane where I'm not strong. Right. So absolutely. I love that. Those are two great books. I definitely will put those in the show notes for everyone to be able to go in and purchase if they'd like to. And I want to thank you again so much for coming in and being a guest on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been absolutely. a blast. It's been, it's been fun. And if our guests would like to get a hold of you, Liz, how do they do so? Sure. They can go to my website, www.drivenfoodietours.com. They can call me at 866 eat SWFL, eat Southwest Florida, or they can email me at drivenfoodietours at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you. And thank you again, friends, for tuning into the Fashionista Life. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson, and this has been brought to you by True Fashionistas. Make your day fabulous. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Fashionista Life.